Hello, hello, my beautiful people. It is Saturday and we are at Spiritual Saturdays with Tinka Marie. Today's topic is called Breaking the Curse. We'll be talking about generational curses and how it is not easy trying to break them. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to Spiritual Saturdays with Tinga Marie. As you've heard in the intro, we are talking about breaking generational curses. So usually, like I did in my first episode, I had notes ready to go. But I think this one is because it's more personal. I think I want to just wing it and just really talk with you guys and just, you know, connect and have you connect with me on a deeper level. Um, If you saw my poem, you know, that was more of an ode to my mother, who was the reason for me wanting to to continue breaking generational curses. Because my mother, she was in, you know, some ways like a lot of black parents, but at the same time, she was not in a more effective way. Like a lot of my friends, when I listen to their stories of their parents, I'm just like, damn, I'm I'm grateful for my mom. I go back and tell tell my mom, like, you know, I love you. Thank you. So... Yeah, I just want to really talk about that and talk about how my parenting was growing up and how it makes me want to continue breaking generational curses and fixing even the mistakes my mom did make. Because she wasn't always perfect, but she was a lot better than a lot of people's parents, I know. But also for when I have my own children, I want to continue that legacy of breaking those generational curses and also bring some generational wealth into my family as well. So, um, yeah, so I think the first thing I want to, you know, talk about is my mother. I love her. It's my mommy. I love her. Uh, I call her Mamas <laughs> is the nickname. She calls me Grandma because I am an old lady in spirit. Um, but my mother grew up kind of, a, you know, a hard life, but not too bad. You know, she laughs about the stories about when she was a child. But at the same time, if you really, like, sit back and listen, you're like, dang. You went through a lot. <laughs> you went through a lot as a child. Um, my grandfather was a very big heavy drug addict. He, um, as you know, black people call it crackhead. I don't like saying that. You know, I want to be more professional here, but I'm going to call it a spade with spade. He was a crackhead, okay? And then my grandmother, I never got to meet her. Um, she died when my mom was uh, 16. She was very sick, very sick. And so my mom was in the system, basically. You know, I, uh, she stayed with my aunts for some time until she, like, got a little older. She had a foster mother. My granddad got clean and married somebody. Uh, <laughs> and she stayed with them. And, you know, he had a daughter, my aunt, with this lady as well. Uh, but, yeah, so my, my mom, you know, basically was mothering herself. She didn't have a real mother, you know, because my foster grandmother was not a parent towards her. She was just like, look, you're here. You pay for you pay for stuff here, blah blah blah. You're just here. You have a home. That's it. Um, but yes, my mother was basically mothering herself. And when she had me and my brother, my mother was not the typical black parent in the sense because my mom allowed me and my brother to ask questions. Whenever we had a question for something, she would answer it the best way she knew how. Like, I learned about sex at an early age, not in the sense of I knew exactly what people were doing, but she kind of explained in the best way a kid could understand. (laughs) 
let me just say that, you know. So my mom, she would answer questions. You know, most kids, they always ask stuff. You like stay out of grown folks' business, or it's you know, why do you need to know? Or you know, it's always you know, you always asking questions. Older black people don't like that. You don't need to know everything. Stay in the child's place. My mom didn't really do that. And so sometimes when we're out with other family members, her doing that for us is not normal to them. So my brother especially, I learned at early age not to ask him no questions. My brother, he would ask, but why do you know, but why? And they're like, you know, he bad. They would call him bad because he asked questions because my mom allowed that. So I had to try to tell him, look, we do that with mommy. You can't do that with auntie and them. You can't do that, you know? So... Yeah, and that in a sense. And then also, the one thing I tell everybody my mom did a lot of black parents do not do, my mom actually apologized to me and my brother when we were kids. If she was in the wrong, she wouldn't be like, because I said so, and blah, blah, no. She would actually apologize. Like, you know what, you're right, I'm sorry. I grew up with that, you know? So imagine growing up with that and how beneficial that would be for a lot of black people right now, you know? She never just shunned us out. Like, my mom, she was working third shifts, working very hard, but still made time to teach us. Like, we, me and my brother were getting homeschooled at early ages. She was teaching us stuff, making sure, you know, we were eating right. We didn't, you, it was certain strict rules that she still had as a black parent, but a lot of black parents weren't probably doing this. A lot of, a lot of black kids got neglected a lot, you know, not all, but you know, majority of the kids I knew, their parents weren't doing nothing stuff my mom was doing. So that's who I'm really speaking to. And that's why I'm explaining my situation because it was a lot different. I didn't grow up. My cousins, they weren't getting that type of treatment. My mom is the reason in first and kindergarten, I had higher level of education as far as reading. I was reading very early, doing a lot of different stuff because my mom sat and took the time to teach us. I started school when I was school when I was um, four. I screwed. I started school when I was four because my mom actually took the time when we were little to teach, to teach us, you know. You know, when she had her day off days, she's supposed to be asleep. She's helping us, you know. My mom was big on fruits and vegetables. We didn't, we barely ate candy. We go to people's houses. And if you want some candy, we go look at her like, can we get that? Because <laughs> we didn't do that at home. Like, she would give us candy, but it wasn't, that was a, once in a blue moon, we get some sweets. You know, she replaced them sweets with fruits. So my mom basically grew up a certain way. My mom was very, very book smart. She's very smart. And when she was a kid, she loved school. And she always asked questions. So she would get in trouble for that. So my mom wanted to break that. That is a generational curse in a way. She wanted to break that stereotype of kids not being able to ask questions. She broke that with us. Also, my mom allowed me and my brother to be ourselves, you know, I like certain things. Yeah, I got picked on it from my family for it, you know, because I was getting called a little white girl as a kid because I grew up in a suburban area, even though I grew up with a lot of black people in a suburban area. But as a kid, I went to this school when I was in kindergarten, first grade, that was predominantly white. So I very, t- I talked very proper. I still do in certain ways, but the nigga in me comes out. But yeah, I grew up with that. So I'm getting picked on by them. But for her, she will allow me to sing Britney Spears in the house and so she would allow me to be myself because my mom wanted this stuff that she was giving us as a kid she wanted this as a kid she didn't like getting shunned out she didn't like not being able to speak her mind ask questions understand things she always talked about that like yeah she hated when you know 
yeah, because I said so. And it's like, well, what you said was wrong. And she would get in trouble for that a lot as a kid for being too smart. You would want your, your child or your grandchild, whoever, to be smart. But my mom, they were like, nah, you a little too smart. About, you know, grow, a lot of grown black folk don't like when a kid is smarter than them. That is not a thing that they like. But my mom didn't want us to have that same treatment. She wanted us to be able to be smart and to think for ourselves. She always used to tell me as a kid, all the time, think before you act. That is one thing she's always preached us. Think before you act. Think about what you're doing before you do it to make sure that you're making the right decision. So a lot of stuff like that as far as her parenting was one way of her doing, breaking generational curses, allowing me and my brother to be who we chose to be, allowing me to like the things that I wanted to like. I remember my mom, uh, I told my mom that I wanted to start designing clothes and stuff. We went all the way to Joanne Fabrics, bought everything. She told me, look in the book, see what you need, write a list, and we're going to go and buy all this stuff so we can make a shirt or something. We never did. (laughs) We never did. But just the fact that we went and bought everything that we needed, bought all that stuff, and she supported that I wanted to do this. She knew I used to love drawing, designing clothes and stuff. My prom, I didn't want to go, but she never went to. My mom never got to go to her prom. So I was like, I'm going to go in honor of you. My prom, my mom worked two jobs to pay for my prom and to pay for certain uh, my senior fees and all that in school. I barely had any senior fees because I wasn't doing too much. But she worked two jobs to provide for me and my brother, who was not staying with us, to provide for us to make sure that we had what we needed. Um, I had just posted about my senior photos. My mom said... She knew I was not like other kids. I wanted to be different. I didn't like my school anyway. I wanted to be different. So senior photos, she found this uh, um, this lady she worked with. She found her husband. He does photography. She was like, we're going to do a whole little nice photo shoot that you want to do. You pick out your clothes. I got to pick out everything, pick the pics, all that stuff. She allowed me to be me. She never pressured me to be what she wanted me to be. And... It wasn't always good times with us because I grew up with a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of my own personal issues, and she tried her best to be, she was very supportive. Mom was very supportive. At the time, I did not see all of that. When you get older, you see what your parents do for you. And when you talk, start talking to other people and see how they parent, their parents were, you will realize your mama and your daddy ain't that bad compared to other people, um, especially mine's. But... Yeah, it wasn't always good with us. There were things that happened. Our relationship wasn't always the best. But as an adult now, I can, and I'm healing myself, I understand why my mom did things the way she did. I understood that she was trying to break the the stereotypes and the stigmas and the things that we were, you know, she was growing growing up with. She was trying to break that and not allow that to keep happening. And because of that, that has helped me heal into the adult that I am today that has helped me be myself and navigate through the world today you know having that guidance having a supportive mother having a mother that allowed you to be yourself even with no help (laughs) my mom wasn't getting help from people and she was already dealing with her own issues my mom had her own issues that she was dealing with and she still took the time to make sure me and my brother were okay the best way she could and that is a part of breaking generational curses. You're going to be suffering a lot trying to break this because this is stuff, these are curses. This stuff is hard. 
The things that we as a black community have gone through and we're having to break those, that is not an easy task. It is going to hurt. You're going to lose friends, family, all that type of stuff. I have family members that I don't talk to because I know they're not helping me in what I'm trying to do for the future and for my future legacy. You know, because I one day pray and hope to be a mother and to be able to take some of the lessons that my mom taught me and some of the lessons that she didn't be able to teach my kids to help them as well. So, yeah, that was mainly what I want to talk about, just breaking these curses because there's a lot as a community we need to break, not just with the parenting, because that's where it starts. It starts with the parenting. When you're a kid, it starts with who is raising you so that when you get older, you'll be able to navigate and do what you need to do. But if you did not grow up with the type of parent I have, it is still, it is still important to try to break that because my mom did not grow up with the mother that she was to me she did not grow up with none of that you know my mom she could have passed down the same stuff that she was taught she could have passed that down to us and she still chose not to she saw that I don't like this this is not okay I didn't like how I felt as a child and I don't want my kids to feel that pain and a lot of people don't understand that so if you have kids or you're going to have kids you know like myself like you want to have them one day look at what certain things the kid that traumatized you or affected you that you were taught and you learned and think about do I want to pass that on to the next generation I feel like black people, we definitely got to think about that. We definitely got to think about a lot of the generational curses that were taught to us. Do we want to pass that on to the future? Because you see what 2020 is looking like, you know? You see what's going on in this world. If you want to make a better future for your children or for the future children, think about certain things that you know were not right or did not feel right for you as a kid and think about how am I going to break that and not pass that on to the future. I feel like that is a one thing that we all need to really think about. Because our parents aren't perfect. My dad was not the best father. You know, I'm talking about my mother. You see, I'm talking more about her. Like, you know, I had a great mother, but I still wish I had a great, better father. You know, my dad was not ready to be a parent. He had a lot of different issues that he needed help with that my grandmother did not help with. You know, and that is one example right there. My father is one example of when you don't try to break those generational curses of what happens. And our relationship, my dad, when I was little, it was great. I was my buddy. But as I got older, I realized, okay, my dad is not stable enough to be a parent. This is my friend. And that's not okay for your dad just to be your friend. Your dad can be your friend in a way. But for a little girl, your dad is not actual father figure. It's not okay. You have a parent that has to be both. Oh, one parent, my mom, had to be both, you know? So my one of the generational curses I want to break is, which why I don't have kids right now, is making sure that my kid, whoever I get with, is the right father that I did not have. I want to make sure my child in the future has a better father than I had. That is why I'm not going to bring anybody in this world Until I know that I'm in a stable relationship or situation with someone who I know is going to be there as as their father. You know, I know me as a mother, I'm going to be great. But I need to make sure that the father is on the same level. Because I don't want to raise children into this world 
not having the things that they need. And whether people want to accept it or not, the black father is needed in a home. A great black father is needed in the home. You know? So, I, that's one thing as a generational curse I really want to break. I don't want to bring my kid into this world with a terrible father. And, you know, people think it's, you know, it's really hard to try to find that. But it starts with me taking care of myself so I can attract that type of person into my life. Attract that type of man into my life to have that type of relationship so my kid can have what I did not really have. You know, me and my father are just now starting to form a real bond in a way. Or a parent-daughter, you know, bond because, you know, with his health and stuff, I have to help him. But... The thing is, I'm more so the parent. I do not I do not want my son or my daughter to deal with that in the future, you know. So it's hard because it's lonely. This <laughs> stuff like this is lonely, but it's worth it. It's I'd rather not have a child than have a child and then not have the proper things that they need in their life. That is a generational curse that I want to bring, is not bringing somebody into this world that don't have what they need. You know, they don't have the parents that they need. Whether me and this man stay together, I still want my kid to have a better father than I did. And that is hard because the dating pool out here with men is not the best. It's not the best. But I know and I believe in my heart I can attract that type of person in my life. So that way my future kid knows that, okay, I got some great parents that are helping me, you know. Your grandma already is going to be a dope grandma. Like, my mom is already a grandmother to my nieces. And the way she is with them, I'm like, okay, my future kid's going to be set. You know, they got a great grandma and great parents. That is what I want to have. So, I feel like I'm not the only one that feels this way out there. And even if you already do have a kid, don't feel bad if the, if the other parent, whether you're male or female, the parent is not the best. Long as you're doing what you need to do, just like my mom did. Your child will come out great. Your child will grow up great. You know, this is just my personal thing. But my mom raised a phenomenal woman. You know, that's how I look at it for myself. My mom raised a phenomenal woman. And I'm going to continue her legacy by taking it a step further. That is, that's the only thing I'm doing different. Taking it a step further as far as having my child having both of those type of people in their lives. So even still, if you are a single mother, single father... You are still, long as you are breaking that generational curse, long as you are treating your child like a decent human being and raising them to who they need to be as a man or a woman, whoever they choose to be, and you're loving them for them and guiding them, you are doing great and you don't have nothing to worry about, you know? And you can always choose a great step-parent in their life as well because it takes a village to raise a child, so it doesn't matter what, what situation you're in. Don't beat yourself up for that. Keep doing what you need to do for your child, you know? So that's mainly what I think I just wanted to talk about today was a little bit about, you know, someone who I idolize in a way, um, someone who I love genuinely. This is my ode to her, my mom. I don't know if she's going to listen to this or not, but if you do, mommy, I love you. Hey, mamas. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. I'll be doing the bonus episode, the card read later. So stay tuned for that. And 
Bye. See you on the next Saturday. Thank you for tuning in with Spiritual Saturdays with Tinka. Ooh, I can't talk today. (laughs) But thank you guys for tuning in. Bye.